Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm the automotive columnist for San Jose Mercury and East Bay Times. It's Bay Area News Group. And I also publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. Sitting pretty far away from me today is my colleague and friend, Bruce Aldrich. We're actually in Bruce's backyard in Sacramento. We're doing our uh, due diligence. We're probably more than six feet apart, but this is going to be our co- I can barely see you over there, I can there, barely James. see you with our, with our fading eyes, uh, fading vision in our old age. But we're outside today, and we've been gone for a couple of weeks on our podcast, but we're going to uh, go, go ahead and do it outside. We're, going to, we're paying attention to all the regulations, and we have our hand sanitizers and so on and so forth. But here we are, Bruce. Um, in a, in a strange world, and we're going to forge ahead because, like every other industry, the automotive industry has just um, changed dramatically in the last, what, several weeks, and every day there's something new and a big change, so we're going to do this special podcast today and discuss all kinds of areas of, uh, whether you say coronavirus or COVID-19, um, it's just changed everything. Here we go. This is our COVID-19 special right here. That's right. So, uh, Bruce, we have a list of things to go over, but I, I think if you have a, a thought, just maybe let's just start overall with the automotive industry, the dealerships, um, how to buy, how people are buying cars in a different way. Um, what have you discovered, or what are, what are your thoughts in terms of just the overall automotive industry right now? Have you taken a look, and what, what's up? Well, one thing I'm thinking of is the so-called legacy automobile dealerships, yes. the whole dealer network. And we've been hearing now for three or four years that those are all going to go away eventually. It'll be online. Right. And, you know, this could be the pushover right here for the monumental shift to online purchasing because mm-hmm. that's that's the only way to buy a car apparently right now. Everything, well, we're in California. California is locked down pretty tight and it's online sales only. That's right. I think the year that you didn't accompany me, uh, to the LA Auto Show, there were two companies that were that are competitors. I think one's gone, but they they both have very large presence at the LA Auto Show, and they were introducing, you know, how they're going to save you a few thousand dollars on your purchase. They do all the legwork. You go on the app on your phone, and you pick a used or a new car, and they give you all these different options, and they take care of everything, and they deliver the car to you. So I think that you're right that. Not that they're greedy, but um, via strange circumstances, their their new business model to replace the brick and mortar model, the legacy model, is probably going to be good for them now, and, and, and for all the wrong reasons, but good for them. It's going to sure. Help. I mean, who who likes uh, dealing with a salesman, a pushy salesman, <laughs> and uh, yeah. tries to confuse you, and uh, you know takes up your time? Hey, if you could avoid all that, who wouldn't? Right. Um, Maybe a uh, unusual transition, but maybe not. We I did read the other day, and I forwarded the story to you that um, the way that cars are being delivered now uh, involves a drone, where you you buy your car and somehow you you have the coordinates of where you live or your where your well, business. Well, that was is. in China, wasn't That's it? That's in China. Okay, for, yeah. with Geely, which is the biggest car maker in the world, right? And so maybe they'll trickle down into the United States, where you buy a car and you tell them. You know, I live at 123 Main Street and look for the drone between noon and 1 o'clock and it drops the keys into your hands. I don't know. It sounds good to me. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, in this in United States, I don't know. I, I've been a drone pilot now for a year and a half. Yes. And it's like every couple of months I get 
another layer of, of bureaucracy that go through to fly the darn thing. Yes. It, it's so regulated already here. I, I don't know if we're going to be dropping keys to anybody well, anytime soon. Perhaps drone. they know what you're doing with that drone, I think, is part of the problem. Never mind. That's yeah, just I'm, a, I'm part of the problem. Uh, I'm the one for the layers of red tape. That's okay. right. No, I've seen your, 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 what you do with the drone. You do some great stuff, but... Uh, it just—I did read it the other day, and I was—I I was taken aback by the fact that, you know, the largest car maker in the world, uh, in the largest market in the world, is now delivering uh, keys uh, via drones. It's just like, boy, this is the 1984 and all those other futuristic movies that we saw 30 years ago are now coming true in in certain ways. Well, they can do it now. It's regulation holding That's right. it up. Um, another thing, you know, cars uh, and sales, the, the, the industry is kind of in the toilet. Yes. Kind of like every other industry, or yes. most industries. I guess if you're making uh, ventilators or uh, PPE right. gear, then, right. then you're okay. But uh, they've shut down all their production, correct, over here in the United States. That's true. It took, it took some companies longer than others to be, um, you know, forward thinking or, or to abide by the regulations and rules. But yeah, all the, all the productions stopped. And so what does that do in terms of if you want to buy a car now, it's a pretty good time to buy a new car again, for not the best of reasons, but there's some deals to be had if you want to buy a new car. I would think so. And they certainly have financing uh, deals right now. Mm -hmm. What are some of the options that we've seen? Uh, well, like GM, uh, 84 months, 0%. Yes. Holy Unheard smokes. of. Seven years. Yeah, unheard of. Um, Hyundai, up to six months of, of uh, deferring payments if mm -hmm. you can prove that you lost your job. Yes. Fiat Chrysler, 0%, 84 months. Uh, and, they, and the list goes on and on. Different, mm -hmm. different terms, but a lot of them have 0% financing. Of course, that's another thing, right, with the banking system and all. It is, the money is about at 0% right now. That's right. Um, there's all kinds of things to go into, but I don't know if, if you and your wife are traveling together in the same car. My wife and I are traveling together in the same car. I haven't traveled anywhere in a car with a friend in a month or I so. I have not either. Our car usage is down to about yeah. <laughs> nothing. Right. You know, essentials. That's At least in California, that's what we're supposed to do, and we've been doing that. So. Right. And we carry a thing of hand sanitizer in the car. I stopped for coffee on the way over this morning, and I... Washed my hands probably four or five times between our house, the coffee shop, and then to your house. I pull on my surgical gloves when I go inside the store, push my cart around, yep. Oh, my gosh. So uh, in, in uh, going back to the, the, the world of car dealerships, if you, were, if you were the car dealership guy, what would you, if you were the general manager or whatever they call them in dealerships, I, I wonder if, if they get to make some of the decisions or if it's all corporate and say, okay, you're shutting down tomorrow and... You know, you're not going to have any Ford Mustangs delivered for six months. I wonder how all this is piecing together, uh, just in terms of last year in the United States, there were, what, 17 million car, new cars sold? What's it going to be in 2020? Um, a third of that? I don't know. It's going, to, it's going to make the industry vastly different. Well, TrueCar says that uh, based on their information, it its uh, sales are down 37% from this time last year. Down That's 37. a lot. And That's I think they lot. were predicting, like, by the end of April, it's going to be down, like, 50%. So if there's fewer cars, the dealerships have to pay more to get them, right? Yes. The, there's not as many. Right. Um, which tends to make the price higher at the retail level. But 
Yeah. Hey, if they're not moving, they're just sitting there. And if the dealership has a quite an inventory, they're going to have to to get them to move. They're going to have to cut the price. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the finance works world works in terms of I would never, you know, get a loan for seven years. Seven years, <laughs> right. But, uh-huh. but I'm sure a lot of people will do that. They'll take, they'll take that um, opportunity and maybe... Uh, maybe it's a good thing in a roundabout way that it, it, the incentive may work. Maybe it'll stimulate the dealerships and so on and so forth. But we'll have to wait and see. It's it, as they say, the situation's fluid, right? We don't know what's tomorrow. There could be some other changes that may be a good change, maybe an awful change. But here we are. Um, fluid in real time. That's another one. It's, real it's time. all in real time. Real time. Uh, that's our our. Uh, our, our credo. Gover- That's our credo. Our governor likes to use real time in maybe every and other fluid. sentence in yes. fluid. Um, well, in another area, Bruce. Uh, oh, I, I I'll got go one too. Please, please. Um, gasoline prices. Oh, yes. Did you see the price of crude? No. Dropped down to 20 bucks a gallon. Oh, excuse me. Not a gallon. A barrel. A barrel. Which is 42 gallons, yes. if anybody knows that. Very, I, I looked very, it up. Very good knowledge, Bruce. Uh so, and that means what? That means compared to 100 years ago, we're at the same price? or? Yeah, I, I saw it was a 1946 equivalent uh, price. So, in 1946, that's what the price of gas is today. And that affects... Oh, on, the, you know, on the wholesale. Yeah. And that affects, I mean, oil prices affect everything. I mean, there's so, the over... Yeah. Yikes. Um, well, that's good. I mean, it's good. I mean, unless you're in the fracking business here in the United States. <laughs> that's right. And then, then you shut down. But uh, if your consumer is buying gasoline, it's going to go down more. It's going to go down more, a lot. California, it's under 3 bucks. finally. We haven't had under 3 buck gas in For many, a long time. many years. For and many years, yeah. It's been down now, what, six months below or right about at 3 bucks. I think so. And now it just... you. Just drop the price another forty percent at the wholesale level. So yes. hopefully they'll drop it. I don't know what that translates to, but hopefully yeah. ten or fifteen percent. I saw I saw a couple today on the way over at some of the discount, you know, gas locations that were under, like two seventy nine, two eighty three. I saw a few today that were pretty low. Um, I like it. Oh yeah, it's great. It's not good if you want to sell electric cars. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, that's a whole nother, sure. whole nother podcast episode. But, um, well, that re- does remind me of one area of this is that I mentioned earlier that some some people were pretty quick to get on board with what's happening in the world, and and some manufacturers, Tesla comes to mind, resisted, and it took uh, they did yeah, and it took quite an effort to get uh, Mr. Musk to get on board and. I don't know the whole backstory, but uh, whether he was just uh, with the potential fine or he just realized that it was serious and finally did it. Do you know any more about that story? Just a little, uh, probably what you read. Uh, mm. they are, their production plant is in Fremont, California, so yes. that's pretty close to where we are. Big, huge facility. It was the old Toyota plant, I yes, believe. Yes, that's correct. Um, they're not even using half of that space in there no um you anyway, visited you visited the yeah facility. i visited the, yeah. the tesla mm-hmm. it's it's cool yes um anyway uh yeah they didn't want to shut down and it took a couple of weeks of wrangling back and forth with the different uh city of fremont and i think the i heard the actual the chief of police had to contact him and they finally shut down well good couple <laughs> couple weeks after everyone else had closed 
we all know that. Uh, <laughs> well, good, huh? We're we're not. Uh, at least for me, I'm not in in the. I haven't had the Tesla Kool Aid yet. I'm not. I'm not about to drink it. And, um, but it's okay. I mean, the people have them for for some good reasons and some not good reasons. But I'm glad that he finally used the smarts that that he has for the for the right reasons and and stopped. Yeah, I guess it took him a while to shut down his, uh, or at least draw back on his business there at the uh, Tesla, what do they call it, the one in Sparks, Nevada, yes. outside of Reno, where he makes batteries and yeah, other peripherals, and well, he'll he, ha- he, he scaled back a lot there, apparently, but that was a push and shove, too. Yes, and now he can focus on his uh, SpaceX, his SpaceX and, and have some more rockets blow up. <laughs> what you <Well>, did? <laughs> I think he's digging tunnels somewhere in digging, LA. Digging tunnels. Well, <clears throat> one of the areas that you and I and, and many other people really like is uh, also in our part of the world, which is uh, you know everybody calls it either Classic Car Week or Monterey Auto Week, and it's not until August. And I'm still working for newspapers, and I have a couple of assignments to do, uh, but I have made some phone calls. And uh, being in August, they have a little bit more than four months to go. And there's about 30 events down there, uh, memorabilia shows, auctions, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of speeches and different things. Um, new cars, new old cars, cars. Are, yeah, junkers, uh, family relics, you name it, motorcycles, whatever, uh, all of that. Stars, it, glitz. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and uh, even the Concorde de Lemons, you know, cars that every, you know, they're, they're so bad that you got to like them kind of cars. So there's Plus every, all the racing events, too. All the at, racing uh, events. Laguna Seca, yeah. Right. All the vintage racing. So I, I made a few phone calls and yesterday and uh, probably make a few for today. And what I found out is that it's, it's uh, mixing of cliche here, but uh, full speed ahead. Um, there, there's no plan oh, B. Oh, really? There's no plan B. Wow. And, okay, uh, good. Good. So we'll see. They have. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. If you're, if you're at the Concord, if you're involved in the Concord de Elegance and you have a mark for the year, and like last year, it was Bugatti, and they got brought all these rare Bugattis from all over the world. They have to be shipped uh, on in shipping containers from different parts of the world, and that's just not you don't snap your fingers and they're there. It's it's probably already the contracts are probably already in the works somehow to get those vehicles here. And well, Ferrari and all the other brands that are from all over the world, it's an international event, and. I guess the thinking is, although there's not one organization that oversees it, I guess everybody's thinking is, well, we'll plan it as is, and if the world changes, the world changes. But they have to make they they made a decision to to go ahead. Well, um, that almost might be an essential service, though. <laughs> For us, it would Put, be putting these cars on parade. <laughs> it, it is essential. It's essential, yeah. Um, but I can't wait because it's. Uh, in my world, I haven't been able to go to some of the sporting events that I usually go to for for work. And what about everybody sitting at home? They can't watch basketball, they can't, or all anything. that stuff, all yeah. that stuff. So we're just Baseball? getting fat and sassy. But I can't wait till the. I mean, for a selfish reason, I can't wait to some of these events that I like to go to and you like to go to. We had a couple of conferences canceled, and but if the show goes on and we get through this. Uh, uh, crisis that we're in it's going to be great to go to that it'll be it'll, it'll be vibrant it'll be that'll be good karma there again oh no if kidding it's, if it's yeah. on yeah so hope we can go this year what else is happening in terms of uh 
uh, how the world has changed in the in the automotive industry. I'm still reviewing cars. Uh, you know, I get the cars delivered once a week, and uh, there I've had uh, lots of notes from the people, the liaison companies, the manufacturers, the public relations people have all forwarded information. We're taking special precautions with our vehicles. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, they don't. I, you, you always get detailed, meticulously cleaned vehicles. Yes, to test. Um, I just wonder, are they sanitized? Yes, the uh, both companies sent out information, and I I leave um, the key and any paperwork I have to give to them at a at a designated location, and I I, I talk to the. We have a special guest today. My dog's barking. Whose hey. name is Indy, by the way. Um, so the, the, the person who delivers the car, and I never shake hands, of course, and he, tell, he reiterates that the car's been sanitized, the, the key fob has been sanitized. I leave the paperwork when I see him on a, near our, in our house, and I leave the key outside. We look at each other, we exchange the information, and it goes on. And he, the, they, the staffs have been cut down to one delivery person. Um, and we just confirm with each other that, yes, I've sanitized my hands, and I'm putting the key fob down here, and you do the same, and I get in the car, and I, I do it again with the, the my wife and I made some special sauce. That's what I call it. We made our hand uh, homemade uh, sanitizer, and so we just take it at face value that, that but everybody's telling the truth, and they've done the best they can. Well, some people are germaphobes. You hear about these people, and, and that's like we all are in it. We're all like that now, or we should be. Yeah, I can't imagine traveling that when this is uh, when the crisis clears. That I can't imagine ever traveling again without hand sanitizer or handy wipes or whatever they might be. It's probably going to be the the norm for everybody. I think. Yeah, for a week or so, maybe. <laughs> for a week. Or we so. forget. We forget. Yeah. Um, so what else? What else have we discovered in in in, in the automotive world in terms of uh, how the the COVID virus is? Uh, well, affected you know, us. there's a few dealers uh, or manufacturers are stepping up and, and building things for the cause, right? Mm -hmm. They're building ventilators. That's right. Tesla. That's right. GM and Ford. Ford. And I'm, I, don't, I haven't heard anything else, but I'm guessing that uh, if they have extra stock in uh, PPE gear, yes. they're probably delivering it to, to whoever, the federal government or the state's. Yeah, I, um, the neighbor around the corner, uh, a friend, a uh, neighborhood friend, is a supervising nurse, and uh, I, I've seen him a couple times after his shifts. He's a, a cyclist, so he's out, you know, getting some time outside, cleaning his bikes, or he goes for a ride, and we'll talk from a distance, and he told me last Saturday that they were going to be out of uh, masks on Monday, at one of the local hospitals here in Sacramento, and that nurses were wearing the same masks throughout the day, which your wife knows all about that world as well, and that they were going to run out of masks on Monday, this, which was a few days ago. And surprisingly, all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, they get these massive donations from people in the community. Somebody brings in 200. There was a... a, a uh, a detail shop or some other industry, a construction industry. A guy said, "You know, I've had I've had these stockpiled in my in my warehouse, and I'm, where can I drop off 500 masks that I have for my construction?" So people have stepped up, at least in this one example of when they thought that it's going to be desperate that 
people have stepped to the forefront and provided these things, which is just great. Yeah, sure is. I, I just wonder where these people get these things and what do they have them for? I, I think yeah. I've heard. Was it uh, was it uh, Zuckerberg? Was it Facebook or Google? You know, stepped yeah. up and here's you know five hundred thousand masks, <laughs> yes. and I'm thinking, what the <laughs> heck? Why did you have these Why things? Why did they have these things? Yeah. Um, well, one one friend of ours. Um, you know, is very sensitive to with, with his asthma and so forth, and he wears what is the uh, N95 right. mask when he's mowing the lawn. So he had a few, um, not five hundred thousand, but he and his wife um, and another f- couple of friends were making them uh, as they, they're seamstresses, if that's not a sexist word um, these days, and they made a few dozen. Um, some women got together and, and made them, and so um, it's a good thing. Well, I guess uh, an N95 is actually filters out any kind of droplets. Yes. And, and I guess something that you make with material is more like a splash guard. Yes, it's more like I a mean, splash guard. I mean, they're not the same. No, they're not the same, but better than nothing, I think. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Um, well, if you're the person sneezing and coughing, yeah, you should have the, the splash guard at least would be nice. Sure, sure. Um, well... In terms of what we do in our podcasts and, and the people we speak to, I, I wonder how the industry, whether it's in public relations, uh, the people who are car collectors, uh, anything that you can imagine in the car industry people make their livelihoods from has been affected. And sure. I, I just wonder if six months from now, a year from now, whether some of the manufacturers will just say, you know, we... I'm thinking of this through as I'm saying it. We, we used to offer 15 cars. Now we're going to offer only five, you know, models. And we have to, we had 10,000 employees and we're never going to recover. And we're only going to have 3,000 employees. I don't know. Well, maybe it'll send a few manufacturers packing too, like uh, <laughs> Mini and yeah. Fiat and some of those. Alfa Romeo. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I think that's I hope what, not. I mean, choice is good, right? Choice is good. If Mitsubishi, you, maybe maybe one or two less SUVs might be okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, how many manufacturers have SUVs compared to twenty years ago? It's probably three times as many as had SUVs. Um, maybe everybody should just make one. They should just make one. Make them all black. So one the, color. The, not to make light of the, the, the crisis, but maybe the silver lining in the automotive industry is it'll kind of trim the fat, so to speak. There's going to be a lot of shakeout in, in uh, a, every industry. It's got to be. Now, what, the, the, the cruise industry is never going to come back, right? Never, nobody's going to go on a I don't think people would go on a cruise. Uh, air, the air, airline industry, um, people are not going to fly as Man, the fuel's cheap, though. Man, the fuel's Gosh, cheap. they could be making money right now if, if, yeah. if they had customers. That's right. Uh, so in the automotive industry, you know, in our in our podcast world, we go to Monterey Auto Week, we go to some conventions and we get invited to things. And then, of course, at the end of the year is the LA Auto Show. And that's kind of, for us, that's kind of, the, the, it's at the end of the year, but it's the start of the year. And I hope uh, that we'll be able to visit that. And it'll be interesting to see just, you use the word shakeout. How is this all going to shake out for what these people do to present their new vehicles each year. How's, how is that presentation going to change? Um, maybe people say, not going to do it this year. I don't have the budget. Or maybe they say, hey, we got to get back on our feet, so we're going to go in more than we normally go in. I don't know. Yeah, no, we'll see what happens. 
So, uh, anything else that you can think of in terms of what we got going on? It's been nice to be outside. It's nice to visit with a friend again. We haven't seen each other for a couple of weeks. And uh, we're again, we're in an outside location today at Bruce's residence. And uh, it's been great to be back on the Weekly Driver podcast. We'll keep you updated as we can. Um, I have posted on my website and will continue to post on my website, like all the other uh, car websites have, information about COVID-19 and uh, the coronavirus and how it affects our industry, um, how to clean your car. I've posted that. We didn't really talk about the detailing of people doing, they're not only using handy wipes and alcohol uh, sanitizer on their on their steering wheels, they're going through the entire car, they're doing inside and outside. So there are a lot of companies that are providing guidelines to that. And I'll make sure to post that on theweeklydriver.com. So Bruce, thanks for uh, getting this idea going to doing it outside. It was great. And Thank you. If our voices sound a little funny, it's because we got that N95 mask on. That's right. And we had a special guest, Bruce's dog, Named Indy, by the way, yep. appropriate. Barking. Barking dogs, always good. It's a Pink Floyd song. Don't they have bark, barking dogs and animals. Pink, animals and Pink Floyd song? So thanks again for joining us on the Weekly Driver podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions, please forward them. Uh, we have all of our episodes archived, 125 or 6 now. And we have a place that you can send comments. But if you'd like to contact me, uh, it's James Rea, and my email address is james at jamesrea, R-A-I-A dot com. Please let us know about our podcast, what you think, if you have any ideas. So again, thanks for joining us. Everybody be safe. All right. See you, everyone.